0: Welcome. You are listening to Grace Capital Church Podcast. So um, we're on this series called Veritas. Veritas means truth. Truth. And uh, we've been journeying all the way from the beginning of the Bible, and now we've kind of made ourselves to um, to the New Testament, New Covenant. And last week we talked about the New Covenant, how it was so imperative that what Jesus has done for us thank you so much, by going to the cross. And, and we, it was symbolized by when he went to the cross that the veil that was in the temple was ripped in two. No longer was God's presence contained to a location, but God could be with everyone all the time, those who gave their life to Jesus. Jesus was the, the connection point. So that was the new covenant. We We talked about Jesus, but we really didn't talk about the person of Jesus. Today we are going to do that. We're going to be talking about the person of Jesus, and I will, I will try to, um, try to get us through all the main points as as good. I, I think some people have already set me up, though. I mean, they said I was funny. I don't know if I'm going to be funny. Second service, I don't plan to be funny. It just kind of happens and gets spontaneous, and I, I kind of make a fool of myself sometimes when I do that, but. But that's okay. And I'm hoping, though, that you get what it is that we're trying to share with you. There's no greater privilege for me than to share the Word of God. And I really pray every single week when I come and share that that His, His voice is spoken through me, that His Word is heard through me, that it's just not my words uh, that you hear, that it's really the voice of God. So, um, I just want to let you know that that there 's something about our personalities that our our personhood our yeah our personhood that we tend to be very selfish and self centered I know we don 't like to think of ourselves very much as that way, but you know part of us we can blame our childhood, you know when we 're little babies, you know we we start crying. I know, I just did that for that guy down there, right? Were you a baby once? You were not a baby once. Of course you're a baby. Everybody started as a baby once. And you know what happens is babies cry, and it's amazing how you get a little bottle stuck in your mouth, and it's like, whoa, that worked. Let's do that again. You know, it's kind of like the idea that if, if, as long as I can make enough of a ruckus and be self-centered, somebody will pay attention to me. Now, maybe that is... We still do that, actually, as adults, don't we, sometimes? Because the reality is is, is we, we want the world to revolve around us, and, and it hasn't always been on purpose that we do this, but it is so much so that we, we kind of feel like everything's about us. In today's technological world, we, we know this, because the whole idea of a selfie, oh, don't I look good, post it and i want to be for all the world to see and not only selfies now it's like snapchat it's like every half an hour you're taking a picture of yourself and letting everybody know where you're at and everybody can see your beautiful face but why do we do that are we really that interesting do we really think the rest of the world wants to follow us well after all, I mean how, how many people on Facebook are like, how many likes did I get? Ooh, my posting, how many likes? How many likes? You know, and you like staying up late at night. I got another one! Yeah. <laughs> really? Really? I know when I graduated college I thought that I was pretty smart. You know, like most teenagers and people who graduate from college, they think that they have all the answers. I went to, I graduated from business school, and I, I went to work for my parents' company. It was a chain of clothing retail stores in Ontario, and the uh, company was established for 50 years, and I just, I knew I came in there, and I, I I wanted to let them know that they were doing everything wrong, that somehow that I felt like I had all the answers, I was the I was going to be the one who would bring this company to new levels. The problem with this whole idea of the world revolving around ourselves, the selfishness, is it translates into our relationship with God. And if we're not careful, it actually stunts our spiritual growth. Let me tell you how. You see, when we approach God as God... Would you help me find a job? God, would you just be with my sickness? God, be with reunite my family to me. It, just think about your prayers. If you pray and by the way you should be praying, just think about the kind of prayers you've been praying for a moment. Now, I love that we pray but I believe that maybe I've done you a disservice if your prayers are about you. Now, your prayers could be about you, but if there are these one-sided prayers where it is all about God meeting some of your needs, we've missed the point. We've missed the point. But I so understand how it can happen because if we're not connected enough with Jesus and with God, to hear His voice. Our prayers are going to be, I know that you care for me, God, so therefore would you look after me, God? (coughs) It's not wrong. God does want to look after you, but you know what? That's only such a fraction of why you're here on earth. He wants you to grow and mature to the place where you hear His voice, and He sets you on mission to accomplish great things for Him. It's not for God just to meet your needs, which he will. But it's for him to set you on mission that you can produce great fruit for him and his kingdom. If you turn to John chapter 15, John chapter 15. Let's look at this together. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John John chapter 15. If you've got your device, you can follow along with us. If you have your Bible, there's going to be some things I'm going to ask you to underline in your Bible if you're okay with that. Some people are strange. They're like, I can't write in my Bible. I might burn. I have written in my Bible and I am still alive. I just want to let you know. It says this, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. These are red letters. This is Jesus speaking. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. That's the vine dresser. God takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. Ouch. Don't like to be pruned, but he does. That it might bear more fruit. Already you you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Here we go. Abide in me. Jesus says, abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. This word abide means to stay connected. To keep in, to be in a place of connection where it's a longevity of being connected. Abide. I'm just going to read this whole passage. I kind of first service had a little more time, and so I kind of explained as we're going along. But I'm going to read this whole passage, follow along, and then I'll kind of describe really what it's saying to us. But I want you to hear the word abide. Verse 5, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Know where we are at. We are the branch, Jesus is the vine. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. In other words, if we're not connected, we can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. Just create a little bit of clarity on this. You know, after the winter, all the snow has gone, praying for all the snow to be gone. But you know, in the springtime, it is all the branches that you find in the yard, what do you do? They're typically dead. You pick them up, you gather them, you throw them in the fire, you burn them because there's no usefulness to them. It's not producing anything. It's just dead wood. And basically, he says, if we're like branches who are dead... What is he going to do with that? If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Okay, I was going to read all through this, but I changed my mind. This is too important. This is a good point. You're saying, what, I can ask anything, and it will be given to me? Wow, I want that red Ferrari. Oh, Jesus, You know I've always wanted that ever since I was a little boy. Your word says ask and it will be given. Where is it, Jesus? Where is it? How come I don't see it in my yard? Okay, problem, problem. I'm going to give you a solution to this problem. If you abide in me, number one. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, Two, ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. Okay, here is it. here it is. See, Jesus himself said, when he performed his miracles, he says, I only do what I see the Father in heaven doing. He was abiding in the Father. That's why when Jesus spoke and when Jesus performed miracles, when he asked the Lord, Lord, Father in heaven, would you allow me to bring healing on this person? It was done. Why? Because... It already was established by the Father first. So, the ask anything is ask anything that has already been established in the Word of God or the Father God speaks to us. And we can only find that if we abide in Him. But here it's so powerful. So powerful. You wonder why your prayers aren't answered sometimes? Have you taken time to abide? Have you taken time to be in relationship with him? Beyond just, I know you out there, Jesus. And I'm going to pray to you out there, God. Verse 8. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so prove to be my disciples. He wants us to bear fruit. Let me get this analogy here. This is important. All right, here we go. This is the vine. We are the branches. Vine, branches. Okay. Okay. Here's what happens. All life flows through the vine. The fruit comes from the branches. Now, I have a small vineyard. I have about 45, 50 vines. And so I understand about being a vine dresser. I also understand about pruning. I love to prune. But I only prune for fruitfulness. The whole objective is I don't want to just grow nice sticks. I really want to grow fruit. So I don't really care about this stick unless how fruitful it becomes. The dead sticks in the springtime, I'll cut away all the dead, the overgrowth. It's not going to bear fruit. But the whole point is, anything that gets cut off or anything that is just dead along along the ground and is not connected to the vine will not produce anything. But he says, I want you to produce good fruit. So stay connected to the vine. Abide, abide. So fruit, what does fruit mean for you? Fruit would be like good works. The Bible tells us that we are to produce good works for him. We're not saved by our works. Listen to this. We're not saved by our works, but we're saved to do good works. So if we're just trying to go around and and do a bunch of good things in the name of Jesus, by the way, there was another story that says, "Oh, oh, when I get to heaven, you know, I'm going to say, I did all these great things in your name, Jesus. And Jesus is going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. But, but, but I did all these great things in your name. Yeah, but you produced things outside of being connected to the vine. You see, those are kind of, anything that we do outside of the vine is really like flesh works. Things that we do just on our own natural. Do you realize a lot of our good works that are not first initiated by being in the vine are really pretty selfish? It makes us feel good. So it really is still about us. But when we're connected to the vine, we're abiding in him, we're connected, it becomes works that get produced through us but get initiated by the vine. So it's not like, hey, I wake up this morning, I just want to do something good for you today, Jesus. I'm going to go save the world. I'm going to go visit everybody in jail, and I'm going to drill a bunch of wells in Africa, and I'm going to do a lot of great things for you, Jesus. And Jesus goes, he's probably saying, I, I, I love that you want to do these, but have I asked you to do them? Now, there's certain things, of course, he asks us to do, love our neighbor as ourselves. We don't need to think about that one in the morning. Jesus, do you want me to love my neighbor as myself this morning? Now, this kind of, we know that he's asked us to do that. Now, if we go just go on and just start doing a bunch of things and being disconnected, in other words, we say, we, we start doing a bunch of good things, even things that we know that we're supposed to do, but we don't even stay connected to God, that becomes religion, right? Doing a bunch of good things for you, Jesus. Religion, dead, falls off, but no, he's al- You're we're supposed to be alive, producing lots of good fruit from this vine. All right, I think I made the point. So here we go. Verse nine: As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. This is so important to talk about. The reason being is because sometimes we might feel like, oh, really, Jesus? Are we just just to be, you know, the robots for you? for you, Jesus. No, he's saying, here's the deal. I don't want you robotic. I don't want you to be programmed to do good works. I want you to be in relationship with me, in fellowship with me, that we can accomplish some amazing things together. You see, it's the difference of those who go to church and those who are the church. Those who go to church, believe me, going to church to have great fellowship, good. We need each other, great. Going to church to listen to some great music, even worship, okay, fine. But if going to church is about going to an activity to feel good, wrong. We need to be the church which is abiding in Jesus, which he inspires us to live a certain way, to respond to him a certain way. I already know the wheels are turning for you. And you're saying, it's great that you, what you're saying, but how do I abide? How do I abide? Well, we know we need to abide. Let's finish reading this here. But you don't understand love. That's getting to my point here. Love, the love relationship. It's not just to do a bunch of tasks for Jesus. It's to be in a love relationship with our Father in heaven. Yeah. And through Jesus, yeah. we accomplish some amazing things for him and his kingdom. If you keep my commands, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full Oh, who doesn't want to have joy? Wake up in the morning, it's like, "Whoa, I get to live another day for Jesus. Joy! Well, I don't really do that every single day, but I'd like to. I need to. But does that then mean I need to spend more time abiding? Probably. These things I have spoken to you that my joy... Oh, we read that. Verse 12. This is my command that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than someone who laid down his life for his friends. Jesus is referring to us as his friends, saying, I love you so much I'm willing to die for you. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I no longer call you servants for the servant... Does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you, friends, for all that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. Okay, again, do you understand the relationship? Everything that we know from the Father, our Father in heaven, comes through Jesus who is the vine. This is why it's all about Jesus. This is why it says, apart from me, Jesus, the vine, you can do nothing. Because the moment we detach ourselves, it's the very life source, spiritual life source, that we're missing. We can do no good work apart from Jesus. Abide. Abide. Verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, that your fruit should abide. See, I like it. It's the abide thing again. So whatever you ask in the Father, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Here it is again. Whatever you ask but the whatever is found by abidings. You see, if we're connected, we're gonna know what is on his heart. We're gonna know what pleases him. We're going to hear what his spirit is saying to us. This is why it's so important to be filled with God's spirit. To have our spiritual ears trained to his voice. Many times people say, you know, when I pray, I, I can't hear God. It's great that you're talking about this, but you know, How do I know what God's saying to me? I want to encourage you very simply to abide, to have your ears trained, be in God's Word daily. We're told this is our daily bread. This is, I know for me, I had a, I usually connected with God through worship, but then when I started journaling, and I've been journaling now for probably. 10 years regularly being in God's Word, searching it out and having it speak to my heart and apply it to my life, eventually I began to hear what his voice sounded like because I was so much in his Word, because his voice will never contradict his Word. So when I'm going on my regular day and I start hearing some things and and scripture comes back to my mind, it's like, oh, Jesus, you're the vine. I'm hearing something. I'm the branch. What are you asking of me? Let me have the courage to go do this for you. So you're wondering how you abide. You start by being in God's word. You be in prayer. I'm kind of going to abbreviate this end here a little bit for us. But really, what I want to ask of us is what MK has already shared with us this morning, that the challenge of saying, what are we, what vine are we plugged into? A good illustration of this, uh, I was reading or listening to a book on tape from Francis Chan. Francis Chan's a pastor from out west, and He's written a lot of great books, Crazy Love, Forgotten God. But this one book he and his wife had written on marriage and I was, I was listening to it. I, I wanted to invest in my marriage by going and reading a, a great marriage book. And it was interesting, he, he said there was a time that his family was struggling a little bit as a family. And he said something must be off here and he couldn't quite figure it out. And he knew his family loved to watch, you know, family movies or watch TV. And he said, for one month, he challenges his family, and he goes to say that his wife was not too keen on the idea either. (laughs) But he said, for one month, you guys like to watch TV, right? Yeah, all the kids said, yeah, we love to watch TV, Dad. He goes, fine, I'm not telling you we have to stop watching TV, but what I am telling you, is for the amount of TV that you want to watch, first spend that amount of time in God's Word. I was sharing that story with my family. I've got three kids. And just, they said, Oh, Dad, that would be a lot of time in the Bible. I said, Hello? <laughs> yeah! But it made me think that illustration of how much And to what vine are we plugged into? You know, do we just rush through our morning devotions to check a box? Or are we abiding, staying connected? Now, I'm not saying that all of a sudden we we check out of life just to... I'm abiding. Oh, I'm abiding. I don't have to do anything in life because I just need to abide. Betty, go clean your room. No, Mom, I'm abiding in the Lord. That's not what I'm talking about. Now, I know I just gave some of you teenagers a, a, a reason to, to not clean your room and, and you can, right? Just say, Mom, I need to abide with Jesus right now and you'll get out of everything. Not true. Obey mom and dad, the Lord says. The word says. But what I am saying is what vine are we connected to and how much time are we connected to that vine? We say it's all about Jesus because it truly is all about Jesus. Because apart from him, we can do nothing. But what He does want us to do, He wants us to say, ask anything in the name of the Father and let it be done. Why? Because we'll have already heard the voice of the Father. The Holy Spirit would already been spoke speaking to us because we've been abiding with Him. I'm not giving you a formula of how to abide, but I will say this. It will be part of being in God's Word. It will take time, and the choice is ours to determine how much time we give. Personally, I don't want to get to the end of my life where God looks at my good works and says, great that you did that, but you did that on your own deal. Yeah, that's that's great that you are trying to do all those great things, but you're doing it because your flesh wanted to do it. Now I, I want I want him to say, Hey, you know, Mark, you know the time we spent time together, and and I asked you to go bring a meal over to your neighbor who just had surgery. Yeah, I remember that time, Lord. Oh man, I love that you said yes to me on that. Well done. Here's your reward. Oh, you know, Mark, that time that you you're so late for work and you saw that person on the on the side of the road with a flat tire and 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 my spirit told you you need to stop and that was the most important thing right there. Yeah, God, I remember that. Oh man, I was so happy when you did that. Well done. You, you know, Mark, that time that I really challenged you to give more generously. Yeah, I remember, Lord, it was hard. And remember when you asked me to help you grow in strength to be more generous? Yeah, I remember that, Lord. Yeah, and I I allowed you to be more generous. Yeah, Lord. Oh, my word. It was not amazing. Yes. Well done, Mark. Well done. You see, I want us all to live this way where we hear the voice of God which will be his Holy Spirit. We respond to it because we've been abiding. And oh my word, we'll start to produce great fruit for him. Does that kind of get you excited? You want to produce great fruit that's lasting, that's eternal. Abide. Father, I just thank you so much for this morning. I thank you for those who responded to you. First, by those who went to the waters of baptism. Next by, you know, that prophetic unction of somebody needing to respond to you and then people responded and, oh my word, God, yes, that made me so happy to see that because that means that people are listening to you and abiding in you. For all of us, Lord, I pray this week that we would be challenged to spend more time with you, to be in your word to spend quietness listening to your still, small voice. Thank you for those who responded to salvation this morning. And Father, I just thank you for an amazing congregation that's on this journey trying to press in and serve you well. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like to know more about Grace Capital Church or how to get a copy of this broadcast, please visit us online at gccnh.com.